0: The morning show. The home team. No, it's both. It's the crossover. Crossover, step back. Ah! Presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen right here on 960theref.com.
1: All right, it is the crossover podcast presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen in Watkinsville and Five Points. We appreciate uh, them and uh, keep them in mind too. If you're you know if you're tired, I know we're all cooking more at home these days, and uh, but if you want to give yourself a break from the uh, kitchen and order some takeout, a lot of restaurants in the area are still open and offering takeout, and of course, Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen is one of them. So you're in the Watkinsville area and Five Points Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen will have all your uh, I love all your pizza needs. I even got French fries from there once, and they are uh, top-notch. So even if you're in the mood for just some good French fries, hey, Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen can hook you up on that front as uh, well. Uh, Chris Brame, David Johnston along with you as we uh, get into some stuff recording this. Now, one week out from the uh, NFL draft, Dave, and uh, I don't, as, a, as a Falcons fan, the way the, – and Thomas Dimitrov now has been drafting since 2008 – uh i think he's made i counted the other day i believe it's like 85 or 86 picks is the total number of picks but uh so here he is again he is still in place and he'll be uh drafting a week from now but i don't as a falcons fan when it comes to the nfl draft is it like is there any excitement there or is it basically just you know you're holding your breath or holding your nose at whoever
0: the team takes i guess i've gotten to the point now where i just uh expect the worst and hope for the best i don't know i uh I'm not sure what's going on with uh, with all of that. You know, now it's like, well, should the you know should the Falcons have traded back and you know now try to get DeAndre Swift instead of signing Todd Gurley? It's like no one's ever happy with anything. No, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe that's what they're gonna do. I don't know. Anyway, maybe they'll take him anyway. But it's like anytime there's a cause there's an effect and it seems like i was just reading a couple of things lately about well now they got they could get deandre swift and uh, well yeah i guess they could i'm i would like to think they would have thought of that before they they signed todd Gurley, but uh, i don't know with this regime anymore well
1: i guess they can't win with georgia fans i guess they're probably they're 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 figuring out with like how kirby might feel every now and then but so (laughs) hey we signed todd Gurley, and now like well maybe you should have gotten deandre swift instead you never you never
0: do anything with Bulldogs. Yeah. They do something with Todd Gurley, and now there's an element that's not happy with that.
1: Yeah, but wait a second. Well, the report yesterday from Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network was that maybe Atlanta would trade up, which is something Dimitrov has been fond of doing. He's either moved up or into the first round five times over his drafting history, and the thought is – and I could see it too because it, it caught my eye the other day. I was looking at their current depth chart – and right now, I would they starting cornerbacks are either going to be Isaiah Oliver, who they took what last year in the second round of the year before, um, and then or maybe that uh, Jordan Miller, who they took in the fifth round last year out of Washington. So that uh, cornerback depth chart is like—I mean, you can't—you can't go into a season with those two guys being your starting cornerbacks. So I'm pretty much now. Uh, if I was mock drafting for the Falcons, I I think they're they're gonna take a cornerback. And it sounds like since since is gonna be gone, CJ
0: Henderson appears to be the number two guy on the board, so that's probably gonna be the guy. Yeah, that's what I was that's what I was thinking also. Cause Trufant, what, he's with the Lions now, so he's gone. Yeah. So and he yeah, and and I know he's not a cornerback, but Keanu Neal has just been you know, as, as part of that secondary, he's just been hurt so much over the last couple of years too. So I guess it does look like another Gator might be a, a Falcons draft pick, and and, and being the, but who knows at this point? Unless they just love 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 Okuda, and they would want to try to move up to get him. But you know we're he could slip down to what maybe seven eight or nine something like that. It, you know, a lot of the mock drafts even like the last couple of months had him going as high as like number three. Yeah, he but seems if, to be the but if the Lions were to trade down a little bit and then maybe take Isaiah Simmons from Clemson then does that let does that move Okuda down some more to if they if the Falcons were to try to trade up to get him
1: yeah I mean it seems most of the consensus has been that he would go three to the Lions but there's the possibility that and the Dolphins or somebody might trade up feeling they need to get up there to get two or the quarterback that they like and then you know, All right,
0: Mr. Dolphin, do you think they're going to end up with Tua or do you think the Chargers are going to get him? I I it it
1: a, a lot of the stuff you read now and that's the thing about this time of year, you know, what to believe and what not to believe when it comes to, you know, teams maybe throwing some some misinformation out there to to get somebody else off their scent, but it uh it sounds like the the momentum is building for them to take Justin Herbert, which would just be brutal.
0: Oh, so you're not a Herbert fan. Oh god, no. <laughs> Because of him or because he's an Oregon quarterback? there, I mean that the it, it's not fair, but the Oregon
1: quarterback stigma certainly comes into play. but no, I wasn't. Uh a fan of his going back to when I watched him in that, when they played Michigan state and was at the red box bowl a couple of years ago. And I think yeah. they, they won seven to six, but <laughs> they crossed Michigan state's 40 yard line once.
0: Hey, that's a good defense. Michigan. State. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I watched him last year in the Rose bowl and I, I think he did <laughs> rush for three touchdowns, but he just, he had a terrible game passing. Uh, I've seen some numbers with him when it comes to his, his, uh, his completion percentage and his throwing the ball downfield, which just are not uh, are not good. And I think, I mean, to me, like Tua is, he's the guy. And I get it; he's got tremendous injury baggage now. But um you know, he's that guy that a year ago, when all we knew of Justin Burrow was he was like the twelfth-rated passer in the SEC. It was like Tua was the no-brainer, the guy that was going to be the number one pick in the draft, and i i kind of i feel like if he didn't have this injury history it might be more of a contest right now for the bengals of who to take whether they take burrow or tua so um i would still roll the dice and take tua
0: so the dolphins wouldn't move up i mean you think the Chargers are all bit? i mean what would be the deal there with those two teams
1: i think the dolphins are the team that's got the the ability to move up because they've got two other first round picks in this draft um, I think they've got at least one extra one for the 2021 draft because they you know, have given away half their team from Trayden Tunsell and Minka Fitzpatrick and then Kenyon Drake. They've, um, they've added all these draft picks over the last couple of uh, seasons, so it would seem kind of strange to throw a lot of that away just to move up and, and take a quarterback because I don't think they have to worry about Washington or Detroit and then you've got the Giants picking fourth, taking a quarterback. So you could I just feel like they could sit there at number five and, and get who they want.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, But if they really want to, though, that's the thing, um, unless they think somebody's going to jump ahead of them. I guess uh, I was looking at Bulldogs. I mean, I still feel like DeAndre Swift will go in the first round somewhere. I guess Andrew Thomas will certainly be the first one off the board for the Bulldogs. Could he end up blocking for Tom Brady? I guess there's that chance.
1: That seems to be the popular opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then Swift maybe. Who's going to be the third Bulldog? That's the uh, that's the question there. Would it be Isaiah Wilson? I think it's going to be him. Yeah. Yeah. With an it, outside. I mean, chance. unless unless somebody really likes Kenley, but I still think. Uh, Isaiah may go ahead of him, but Kinley's in the conversation also of being the third Bulldog drafted.
1: Yeah. I mean, Wilson has got the potential to maybe slide in late in the first round. Yeah. Uh, You know, he's just one of those guys when you look at his height and just how massive he is, I could see where he would be an attractive pick, and especially to one of those teams late in the uh, first round of the draft that's already good and maybe doesn't feel like, you know, maybe feels like they could take a reach or a flyer on a guy like that.
0: The interesting one is Jake Fromm, kind of like Paul Simon. He keeps slip-sliding away. What's going to happen to Jake Fromm? I, how many mock drafts have I seen that have the
1: Falcons taking him in the third round, which is absurd? Like, the Falcons are not drafting Jake Fromm, and they're certainly not drafting him in the third round, so I really don't get what the, uh, what the yeah. thought is there, but that is I mean, seeming the more likely like the area of the draft he's going to end up.
0: Patriots I could just see it I could see him going to the Patriots
1: yeah like I think the the two teams like the Colts and the Bucks that just signed these veteran quarterbacks who are going to be I think Rivers signed the one-year deal at Indy and Brady's got this two-year deal at Tampa I think either one of those spots would be pretty good destinations for Fromm he obviously wouldn't go in there and start uh immediately and could you know uh could learn learn the ropes under a A veteran quarterback in either one of those uh, places I have read that with Fromm because they even though they haven't been able to do any of these pro days or workouts or anything and Fromm did not have a good combine but one thing they've they have still been able to do is have like you know virtual meetings and so the one area that we always suspected and sort of knew that Fromm was going to excel was he was going to wow coaches with just he was going to interview well and it sounds like Fromm has, has done that, so even though he wasn't able to to maybe bounce back and and do anything at a pro day in Georgia from the combine performance he had, it does it does seem like at least his ability to get in front of some of the coaches and be interviewed by him and talk to him, he's been able to show off his his brain and his acumen there, and that might end up helping him out after all.
0: Well, it definitely won't hurt him. I guess his uh, his combine wasn't uh, probably as good as he wanted, and I don't know. Not having a pro day um, was something I know he was definitely looking forward to. Wasn't it, Jake? He was going to try to set one up down in down in Houston <laughs> County or something. Right, well, yeah, didn't he? They did? got the kibosh put on. Atua got to pull his off though in Nashville. That's not fair.
1: Well, well, I think Jake's problem was that he he like broke into his high school football stadium, <laughs> yeah, and so they had to. I mean, they had to go and kick him out of it. But they I, didn't they? The cops like drove by and they noticed that there was a pickup truck like right by the fence. And so <laughs> <Yeah>. they just <laughs> hey, leaped, what's going on? Yeah, they just leaped from the bed of the pickup over the fence and onto the field. So maybe if he had gotten some, I don't know, maybe if he had asked permission, it would have been different. But yeah, I know Tua got to post his videos, but I know Jake was probably better off just doing interviews anyway, honestly.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree with uh, where he's. Where he's, uh, I guess, been and uh, everything he has to show over his career at Georgia, his interviews are definitely going to be good. Maybe it wouldn't have been a terrible thing not to have a uh, pro day. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I know he. I mean, like, say, like the the forty time he ran wasn't great, but was it much worse than anyone thought it was going to be? It wasn't It wasn't like it was a second slower. I mean, no one knew. I mean, everyone knew he's not McCole Hardman. So, I mean, how much does that factor into you know where you're gonna pick Jake from
1: yeah i mean i'm you'd like to think that a quarterback running a forty is almost the last thing that would swing a uh, vote one way or another for a guy. I mean, I know they have the throwing drills too, but um you know he might have been better off in a environment he was more familiar with in Athens than what he dealt with there at yeah. the uh, at the combine, but you know hopefully some of these interviews have helped i think. You know, for our purposes here, because there's definitely more of an interest than anywhere else, one of the uh, the great prop bets next week for the draft is who goes first, Jacob Eason or Jake Fromm. And that yep. uh, that probably is as interesting when it comes to, to, to Jake as even as much as where exactly he's gonna get taken.
0: Well, no, we're up on we're coming up on the break here in a moment. Let me ask you something. So I'm looking at Walter football. This might be the last time I do this. Their mock draft has Ben Cleveland going in the fifth round. Did I miss something with Ben Cleveland?
1: No. Okay. He is still he's okay. still a bulldog. <laughs> All
0: right. Just checking. We hope. I mean, the last we knew, he
1: he didn't play in the bowl because he wasn't eligible. Like, yeah. That, I mean, that's a huge question kind of hanging over college athletics, too, as much as you know when are they going to be allowed to practice? When are they going to start again? But you know, it's uh, how, are they keeping these guys eligible? You know, are these How are these guys yeah. doing? Staying eligible?
0: Well, I mean, I hope he's been able to stay eligible in his online classes. But yeah, I mean that's another that's another big question. There is how how is all that working? Yeah, and, and I hope it's I hope it's working out. Yeah, Just but because t- we're in these weird times, I don't know. Yeah, Walter
1: Football probably needs to update that mock though.
0: Yeah, they also had um, the quarterback from Stanford that transferred to Mississippi State. Yeah, they had him going in the late rounds also. So maybe Walter Football needs to get there. You know what? Together. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Um, hey, I so me and my buddies have been Jonesing for some gambling. Okay. And when we come back. I'll tell you what we've done and see what you think about it.
1: Okay, well, I'm t- like the NFL draft next. Yeah, next it's week. about the draft. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I've never seen a menu of draft prop bets like they're offering for uh, for next week. Because I mean, all these casinos and and offshore bookies. I mean, they're, I mean, their their business is suffering just like everyone else's, and they're looking for anything to throw out there to to get somebody to make a deposit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just. It's just sad when that whenever I see like uh, photos of Vegas and stuff, it's just incredible. Yeah, it's just it's unbelievable. Yeah,
1: that's why I, I'm I really I really do hope that there's a way that because I love the idea of the of the NBA just coming back and we're just going to start the postseason. So the team, the 16 teams that would have been in the playoffs, and just basically having like a tournament. Every team is in Vegas, so, you know, you can open up the hotels to the NBA teams, and that'll help at least give a little business out there that they can yeah. have some, some bodies in the rooms and then just, um, you know, have the whole tournament in Vegas, not unlike all these college basketball conferences that hold their postseason tournaments there, or even preseason tournaments during the, uh, during the season.
0: Hey, that's a thought. Could, you, could they put slot machines in rooms, and then you could check into a room and play a slot machine?
1: Yeah, that'd be a good idea. I do that. You know, at, there's people that would do it. I do that at your own risk. I, I I hate to say it, but like once Vegas does open, like I would be very careful about yeah. playing any game at any of those casinos because that <laughs> house, ain't winning.
0: No, no, you're not. <laughs> they got Our, some money to make.
1: Yeah, they've got to get a little something uh, back in the coffers first. Uh, the crossover podcast is presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen in Watkinsville, and also. Five points in Athens, and uh, again, you could get us every week by subscribing on iTunes. You can listen on demand at uh, the website 960theref.com, or better yet, get the uh, 960 the ref app, find all of our on-demand content there. You can also uh, listen to The Ref live uh, wherever you are and whenever you want. Chris and Dave with you, the Crossover Podcast here on 960theref.com and 960theref.com. The 960 The Ref app. You know it's just a matter of time before you'll want some comfort food, like a big ooey gooey pizza or juicy wings. But you can curb those cravings with Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen's curbside service. Just go to Fully and pay by credit card. Then once you arrive, call them with your name and car description. They'll bring all your comforting favorites out to you. Get comfort food curbside with Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen at Five Points in Athens and off Mars Hill Road. In Watkinsville, the crossover podcast part two. Chris Brain from the home team, David Johnston from the morning show. And do you, you mix that up and you get us the crossover podcast? We appreciate you uh, listening to us uh, every week. However, you are as we try and uh, get through these days with no actual sports, but the NFL draft is at least going to come through for us in a uh, in about a week to give us some good fresh sports content to get into. And all right, so Dave, you were mentioning. Um,
0: exotic gambling yeah so I don't know all right so me and my buddies that are in my uh, fantasy football league um, we have come up with and I don't know who I mean I I don't know who thought of the idea or the guy that the guy that proposed it I don't know if he thought of this or if this is something going around on the interwebs but it's called a last man standing and what we have done we've already done our draft so there's 13 of us and you want to come clo- the closest to being Mr. Irrelevant. So you're picking you're picking guys that you think are going to be drafted last. Okay, overall. So there's 13 of us and we did the snake draft like you do in a you know like a fantasy football draft. We just had a random drawing. So um, you know the person who picks 13th also gets the 14th pick, you know, and it rolls back the other way. So I ended up with the, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 8. I was ninth out of thirteenth. So here are the four guys I picked. All right. I picked Rodrigo Blinkenship. Okay. Kelly Bryant. Okay. Shea Patterson. All right. And Keyshawn Vaughn, the running back from Vandy. So basically, you get like um three-fourths of the pot if you if you are the guy that's you know cl- closest to Mister Irrelevant, so if no one gets the f- the last guy, you know just basically whoever's closest to getting Mister Irrelevant. So we have like a a first, second, and I think if you're third, you get your 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 uh <clears throat> your uh your money back. Right. If if we were playing for money, or it just might be for entertainment purposes only. Who knows? But um, it, I, at first when I when I looked at, it, I thought this is kind of weird, but it actually ended up being kind of fun. And uh, I, let me tell you. There were some names thrown out there that I have never heard before and I'm sure everybody's just looking at mock drafts and everything like that but I at least I wanted to do it with the guys I picked. I wanted them to be guys that I knew who they were. Right. So, and also so the like, Giants hold the last pick. The Giants hold the last pick and you know who knows what the, what they may end up doing. And maybe it, they may not end up getting the last. I mean, I don't know. It just d- depends on how all the the stuff works. But our fourth round of picks were guys named Isaiah Coulter, Darienton Evans, Demar Hamlin. Stop me when you've heard of anyone. Drew Richmond, Logan Wilson, Have Anthony Notbooger McFarland. Logan Wilson, did yes. he go to
1: Virginia Tech? Wyoming. Now he uh, may have
0: transferred. Uh, no, okay. Then but I'm, this says Wyoming on here. Yeah.
1: Well, I I I was just uh, thinking maybe I'd heard of him, but okay. I guess not.
0: Um, Anthony. This Anthony McFarland went to Maryland. Uh, Levante Bellamy, John Reed, and as I mentioned, I took Keyshawn Vaughn. You would have stopped me there because you knew who he yeah. is. Yeah. Case Cookus. <laughs> That's a good uh, one. Cash Malua Oh, Malu Malula. Cash Malula darnell mooney and javelin gidry which is my favorite name by the way i get honestly if if somebody actually has the guy that will be
1: picked last in the draft and like i finished third where i'd get my money back i would still i would donate my money to that person (laughs) for being able to accurately pick who the last pick of the nfl draft is going (laughs) to (laughs) be
0: here are the names in our third we only did four rounds here are the names in our third round um Javon Leak, again, stop me when you've heard of somebody. All right. Tristan Colon-Castillo, Justin Sternad, Jake Luton, David Woodward, Rashad Robinson, Garrett Marino. Does that one ring a bell? No. Okay, he was the UAB quarterback. Okay. Uh, Trajan Bandy. <laughs> uh, he went to Miami. He did? Um, oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I mentioned Shea Patterson for me. All right, you'll get the next one. Uh Larry Roundtree the right, third. Yeah, the Missouri running back. Darren Paulo, Pete Guerrero. Yeah, Pete Guerrero. I think he's a I rem- catcher. I remember him. He played for the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. This Pete Guerrero went to Monmouth. Uh the Falcons might take him. And then Levante Taylor. Yeah. Uh, so the that... Falcons might take that guy in like the fifth round though. Ex- exactly. <laughs> the Monmouth exactly. guy. Exactly. So anyway, that was uh, that, that turned out to be kind of fun. We had a good time with that. we well, did it on a text string.
1: Well I'm looking at uh like it's fun like the the recent history of the last pick of the draft I mean there's no way to really even predict who I know. it might be <laughs> although you have an SEC quarterback, I guess somewhat he was a quarterback for the SEC for one year. Chad Kelly did go in 17. Yep. You took an SEC kicker. I took Kelly Bryant and I took yeah, Hot Rod. Ryan Suckup was the last pick of the 2009 draft oh, okay. out okay. of South Carolina, but you just just going back like the last 10 years, you've had South Carolina, Weber State, Rice, Northern Illinois, South Carolina again. Congratulations to the Gamecocks. <laughs> Memphis, Louisville, Southern Miss, Ole Miss, SMU, and then last year it was Caleb Wilson a tight end. Out of uh, UCLA. So it's a mixed bag of, you know, power five, non-power five. Although in 03, I'm seeing the last pick of the draft was a receiver named Ryan Hogue who attended Gustavus Adolphus.
0: (laughs) I I don't remember seeing that name on any of our drafts. Um, or maybe, at that school on any of our our drafts, so I'll go back and check. Yeah,
1: maybe Gustavus Adolphus was actually the player that was taken, and they attended <laughs> Ryan Hogue. I don't know, but <laughs> one um, or the other. Did he go to Ryan Hogue College? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe that, the Raiders just—they might have announced it that way, knowing the Raiders. But um, but yeah, so it's even a guy from Alabama
0: was the last pick of the draft in 07, Ramsey Robinson. So you're you're kind of like saying what I found out earlier this week is like there's like not really any rhyme or reason or any kind of a trend or who would be Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. I mean, not even when you look at the positions.
1: It's like, you've let's see, tight end, receiver, quarterback, cornerback, tight end, safety, tight end, quarterback, defensive end, receiver, kicker, OLB,
0: cornerback, receiver, tight end. I guess maybe tight end is – Tight end maybe. I was just thinking, all right, just try to find some guys you might think go in the seventh round and then just get lucky – and yeah, Keyshawn Vaughn might have been. He might go before the seventh round. Oh, um, I, and the interesting one is like Hot Rod. I'm
1: Hot th- Rod might go in like the fourth or the fifth round. Yeah, uh, that might
0: have been way too high. on The, the way, way kicking
1: too. was last year in the uh, in the NFL.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I was like, well, I'll draft a bull. And several. I mean, several of us did go. I mean, since we all went to Georgia, uh, let's see. Someone took Lawrence Cager. Someone took Tyler Clark. Uh, someone took J.R. Reed. Someone took Charlie Werner. Uh, let's see. I guess that was it for the dogs. Yeah, You know, Werner's not a bad pick there, baby. No.
1: but you got to, you got tight end. That's one. Yeah. So, tight um,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: I Cager Cager will be interesting. I guess he's he's coming off an injury and did he? I don't. Did he get a combine invite? Even though he wasn't going to be able to work out, I don't remember if he. I don't did, remember. But. Um, I am. I'm busy preparing my notes for next week when the Falcons draft uh, C.J. Henderson to point out <laughs> how he was torched all afternoon by Lawrence Cager last year in Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. So.
0: yeah, by that Georgia offense that couldn't do anything. We're yeah, take somebody from third and Grantham. Yep. But um, yeah, which what would, would we go thirteen out of eighteen
1: last year down there?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the game that Cager had basically what against uh, the Gators was similar to what. Well, I don't know. Was it – the game Pickens had in the Sugar Bowl was uh, – it actually wasn't even a game. It was just the first half. But it yeah, like second quarter. Catch. Yeah, the yeah. second quarter. That was the best ga- – that second quarter was the best game any Georgia receiver had all year. Yeah. And Cager, though, had a great game, though, against the Gators for sure. Yeah,
1: Pickens, he ended up t- – was it did he tie or set the Georgia bowl record for – Catches and that was even when they only had one in the second half. I think, yeah, wait,
0: all but Wasn't it like eleven out of twelve in the first half or twelve out of thirteen or whatever it was. Yeah, and
1: then eight or nine of them came in that second quarter yeah.
0: alone. Yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah, but yeah, Cager. I just hate hate to see that he got hurt, but we'll see if he ends up getting drafted. Well, as we uh, wrap
1: up, one uh, one quick Georgia football note on what would have been G Day uh, this Saturday. Yeah, they uh, announced earlier in the week a virtual g-day for uh, this weekend which will be the sec network showing last year's notre dame game and kirby live tweeting during it and i guess on uh, facebook live there'll be uh, uh, a third viewing option with a a broadcast from the radio crew with scott howard and eric Zire and i guess chuck dowdle will be on it as uh, as well so you got some some option this weekend to hang out with georgia football even though there won't be any g-day
0: yeah, it's going to be kind of interesting to see what a lot of schools are going to tr- do to come up with ideas like this. I think it's it's pretty clever on George's part, and and uh, just to see what it sounds like, what it looks like. You know, getting Kirby involved, and uh, you know, maybe they might try to do a little bit more of this kind of stuff. It doesn't have to be a G day, a virtual G day, for them to do this kind of stuff. I mean, I like what the radio networks doing and the stuff we're carrying on Fridays. From two to four, with a, a classic Georgia football broadcast, and then you and Jeff doing the uh, the post game show. I think that's been been pretty cool. So looking forward to, uh, well, w- whenever whoever's listening to us is listening to this, we're recording this on a Thursday, but the n- the next day, Friday the seventeenth, we'll have the Georgia LSU game from twenty thirteen. So yeah, kind of kind of looking forward to hearing you and Jeff talk about that one
1: yeah that's um that's the first interesting one that we've had because the first two were the Notre Dame games and Georgia had great years in both of those 2013 LSU was like an all-time uh like Sanford Stadium experience that was a great game and a great Georgia win but it turned out to not be a great Georgia season because I mean a couple weeks after that we were losing at home to Missouri uh so yeah yeah I mean that's the first one that's going to Breaking down the rest of the season is going to be a little different.
0: <laughs> I just want to know how much talent was on that field. I'll be listening. I'll hang up and listen to what you guys have to say about that. Well, yeah, a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how much talent's on the field? A lot. Yeah. There was a yeah. ton. Ton of There's talent. a ton
1: of talent. And uh, yeah, that would uh, be good. Yeah, but I remember that game was. There was a lot of buildup and hype for it because you had you know Mettenberger was coming back and Murray who. Once dueled during – speaking of G-Day, they once had a G-Day duel to be Georgia's starting quarterback, and then Mettenberger ended up at LSU, so he was coming back. And, yeah, that'll be fun to, uh, to talk about. And then we'll close out the month the following Friday with the 2017 SEC Championship game against Auburn. That was a great game also.
0: That'll be fun to talk about, too. Yeah. do you? That I was mean, a fun game.
1: Is it going to keep up in May, I would hope and assume? Yes, okay. I believe
0: so, yes. Do we know
1: the lineup yet, or we'll just... I have uh, not
0: seen the lineup yet. Okay. Yeah. Just save that for later. I'm looking forward to seeing it, though, for sure. I like our NFL Classic games, our playoff games on Thursdays, and our Super Bowls on Mondays. Those are at 8 p.m., and... Um, also, our uh, Braves games on Saturdays and Sundays, they're just replaying last season game by game. And I don't know who's coming up this weekend, so I don't know if they're wins or losses. But they're just playing the Braves game back in, uh, games back from last year. I do want to mention, too, before we get done, the Stratomatic Braves are 10 and 11. And the um, only reason I mention it is, because I tell Logan this in the morning, it's not as much about their – the the games, but just 10 and 11 tells me we're already 21 games deep into the season. It's just so, so painful. So, you know, just hopefully at some point we'll get something going. That's and actually
1: a brutal record, though, considering that seven of the games would have already been played against the Marlins.
0: And they swept them last weekend, I think, down in Miami. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> I, I followed like, Baseball Reference actually has a simulated series – season going with something called out of the park baseball 21 oh okay and on that the braves are after losing four of their first five games yeah have only have only lost
0: three times since oh so they so that w- would make them 20 or 14 and 7 yeah. are they doing it day by day yeah they're
1: like every day at like eleven thirty. all the games are simulated and yeah. they've got uh Stratomatic does
0: it at 2 p.m.
1: Okay. Yeah, Acuna's hit, hit four home runs so far. Fre- Freddie's only hitting 184, though.
0: Um, the only Stratomatic, thing... Freddie's better okay. than, than, your, than your Freddie. The only thing see. that I'm not liking about this is their – when I look at the box scores,
1: they've all got – every game it's like Ender Enciarte is hitting leadoff. <laughs> and, <laughs> what? Yeah.
0: Well, that then, doesn't like, make any sense.
1: And so then Acuna is hitting cleanup. I'm like, that's not how it would be, if the Braves were. But they're right now. They're 14. Yeah, they're 14 and seven. Okay. Is their record? Well, I got Acuna.
0: Uh, he's hitting 276, but he has four homers. Freddie's hitting 305.
1: Okay. Yeah, he's only uh, hitting 180
0: something in this one. Okay. <laughs> he's okay. got to pick it up. Well, next week when we're all together again, we'll compare Stratomatic and what did you say yours was? It's called Out of the Park Baseball. Out of the Park Baseball. Okay. Yeah, that's how bad I am. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start putting Stratomatic and Out of the Park Baseball scores on Southern Sports Centers.
1: Yeah, I mean it might get to that. I mean I had to. Uh, I the other day I had that uh, Trey Young had lost in horse to who uh, did he lose to? Chauncey Billups. So oh yeah, I yeah.
0: had that. I had. <laughs> I had the horse results, and uh, there was something else in the same sports center, and I thought, "Oh my gosh, yeah, this is what we've come to." Yeah, but that's incredible.
1: Hey, well, the good thing I'm Trey Young got eliminated, so he we don't have to watch the semifinals or the finals of TV horse. He got eliminated by an old
0: man, Chauncey Bell. Yeah, Chauncey. Billups. How embarrassing! That is bad. If Are, there were had ever been a chance though, for them to uh, to have Trey Young go up against, um. Luka Doncic, how great would that have been since those two guys are just tied together and everybody wants to compare it yeah. to each other? Yeah, no, that would have been great. But they put him
1: against Chauncey Billups instead. <laughs> I know. Any loss, that makes it even Any worse. Any loss, yeah. I know, I
0: know.
1: All right, Dave, we'll uh, continue. Best wishes to
0: you through uh, the pandemic and all. Thanks, same to you and yours. And, uh, well, we'll next rec- Thursday when we record the show, it'll still be pre-draft, but it'll be close yeah we'll maybe we'll have more uh info on what the falcons
1: have uh have up their sleeve for that uh night so i'll uh, i'll hear you won't see you again next week sounds good chris be safe all right uh, this has been the crossover podcast presented as always by fully loaded pizza kitchen in watkinsville and five points again subscribe to us on itunes uh, listen to on demand 960 the ref.com or on the 960 The Ref app. For Dave, I am Chris. The Crossover Podcast. You're on 960TheRef.com and the 960 The Ref app.
0: You've been listening to The Crossover, presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen on 960TheRef.com.